Welcome to the Grace Life Teens podcast. GLT is a youth ministry of RCCG Grace Chapel in New Westminster, BC. Our vision is to build teenagers into disciples of Jesus Christ who will reign as kings and priests. We hope this message inspires and builds you up. Pharisee was somebody who knew God's word. Praise the Lord. They were like scribes. They were the ones who taught people about what God is saying. God said this. God said pay 10% of your tithe. God said this. God said that. He, and not only was he just a Pharisee, he was the top, the ruler of the Pharisee. Meaning, for example, in a place like this, some of you are leaders in a way. Some of you, you look at yourself, this person is the one always coming here to sing and to minister and to do all that. And that's what you see in the life of every, you, you set that differentiation. Nicodemus was that kind of person, the head, the top of the, sahind, of the sahindran. Meaning, when they're talking about God's word in the whole of Israel, you cannot talk about it without calling Nicodemus. If there was anybody who was active in the life in the church, if there was anybody who was fasting, if there was anybody who was doing holy, holy, they type, they put on the, the, the tibet on their head. Every time you see them, they know God's word. Every time, Bible, Bible, Bible. If there was anybody who lived a life that was in quote, holy, it had to be Nicodemus. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says Nicodemus came. As part of his lifestyle, one of them, one of the things Nicodemus does is he protects God's word. As a Pharisee, somebody who is learned, who knows the Bible, and it means if I go somewhere and I hear you talk up something about, or you have a question about God, you will come meet me because I'm a Pharisee. I'm the one you come to meet. What did God, what should I do about this? What did God say? Please come and judge this our matter. I know you are a man of God and all that. He was that kind of person. And the Bible says when Jesus Christ was sitting alone with his disciples at night, as with his normal lifestyle, protecting anything he deems to be holy. He went to Jesus Christ at night and he walked to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I, there's something I've heard. I'm in the Sahindran, meaning I'm in the church. I've heard something is going on. They want to do something. And I know that there's something about you that I, I don't know what it is. I know you are a great teacher, but I know you are not just like anybody. And I know you teach the word of God. So like I always do as a Pharisee, as it's my normal thing to protect anything I see that is God's word. I'm going to come to you, Jesus. I come and I say, Jesus, people are planning to kill you. People are planning to kill you. And it is my duty as a good person, as a righteous person, as somebody who, has, who knows God's word to protect God's word. And he came to him and he said, okay, Jesus, as I do, they're trying to kill you. Be careful. I came to give you inside information. I am active in the word of, in the scripture, in the things of God. I'm active. I don't, I didn't hear about it and walk away and act like I did not know. I take it upon me to be zealous in the things of God, to come and protect God's word. Some of you in your friendships, you see people saying foul things or evil communications and you are the person all the time who would come and say, no, in church, they told me this. So I will come and tell my friend, don't say that kind of thing, please. I don't want you to say that kind of talk. God does not like it, and you walk away. And they know you are somebody who is always talking God, God, God. Praise the Lord. 
And that was how the kind of person Nicodemus was. I hope you guys are following me. It's easy, right? Good. So Nicodemus said that to Jesus. And I was thinking, like Jesus would do, like a normal person would do, you would say, ah, Nicodemus, they want to kill me. Hey, these people. Okay, thank you for that information. I really appreciate it. I know you are not going to heaven. I know, I know you bet. I know that what you do, you are a Pharisee and people who, they, do, they, they preach the word, but they don't do the word as far as how God wants it to be done. Jesus Christ did not say, ah, thank you for that information, but I want to tell you something. Nicodemus came and said that and he was hoping that Jesus Christ would say, oh, such a good man, oh, thank you. I have a friend now in the Sahendran. But Jesus Christ, as if what Nicodemus said to him, as if it came in through here, went out through here. <laughs> First of all, he came and he said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Verily I say unto you, except a man is born again, he will not enter the kingdom of God. That was funny. Did you not hear what I just told you? Can't we even finish that talk of, of activities in church and all the things going on? What is this thing? Let's talk that and then we proceed to being born again. And Jesus Christ said, no. Verily, as sure as you can have it, as you're hearing me right now, I'm saying that to you, as clear as day and night is, you will not enter the kingdom of God except you are born again. I'm not saying now, I, I, when I come and I see somebody playing the um, keyboard, somebody coming here, activities, people serving in one way or the other, you know, I rejoice because I've seen youths that don't even hear the word of God, that don't even care about these things. I rejoice. But on the other hand, like Jesus, by, by the grace of God, I'm here to tell you, even if you are the most active person here, even if you were born into a church and your father has been taking you to church all the days of your life, that's just, you've, you, know, you know when it's time to sing. You know how to sing the hymn in holiness, in modesty. You know how to play. The, everything you do, you, you, you've learned it by tradition because you've always been in the church. You know when they do this, you raise your hand. You know when to close your eyes. You've learned all that. But I'm here to first of all talk back to the basis. Youths, you will not go into heaven except you are born again. You all come here because in some way in your mind you want to go to heaven, right? You want to see Jesus. You want to see the person that died for you. But without you born again, everything you do in the kingdom of God is a waste. Even if you become a pastor, even if you work so hard that they make you the head of a department, or you do whatever it is you are singing, you, you come to church, you are busy for God and all that. If you are not born again, everything is a waste. I speak like this to you all because both of all of you have come to the age of accountability, meaning each of you know what is right and what is wrong. You're not a baby. So it means that on that day, you will stand before God and give an account of your life. Praise the Lord. Now, we've talked about being born again. And I know in the Christian world, the word born again is everywhere. You hear born again, born again. Some of us don't know what that means. In the way, if I ask some of us, you, you don't really know if you're born again. 
You've heard about it, you know, born again means something born in the spirit. You know the theology, you know the grammar and what it means, but you're not sure if Jesus Christ comes now, if you will make heaven. You, don't, you, you can't sit down and say, I, if there's nothing I'm sure of in this world is that I am born again. If this, the born, I knew, I know I'm born again. Not because somebody told me. It wasn't because somebody held my hand and said, let, us, let me lead you in the way of prayer. Say, until like me, Father, I accept you. No. Because you had an experience that if you forget anything in your life, you know that day that Jesus Christ came into your life. It wasn't when I just prayed. You know there was a day something happened inside of you. Something happened that after that day, everybody around you started saying, you've changed. You just knew that something happened inside of you. Praise the Lord. Now, the question before I go in now is, as you, are, as you all are here now, do you have, in your, if you look at your life now, since the day you were born, church, let's take away church activities and all. Do you, is there a day in your life you sat down and you can mark as a day, a day that you knew something, God came inside of you? That you knew this day, I, it's a day, it was something, it break off, like after that day, I felt brand new. No, it's not they told me or we prayed a good prayer and I felt emotional. I just felt brand, meaning I, I experienced something that till today I cannot explain it. But I knew that after that day, I became brand new. The things I used to love, I don't love them anymore. It's not, it's not the things I used to love, I'm trying not to do them again. It's that those things, I don't love them anymore. Somehow, the thing that interests me now is only God. Like a newborn baby, the only thing that interests a newborn baby every time he wants to drink milk, right? He's crying. The only thing he wants is that. As an adult, we love many things. We love milk and work and money and all that. But like a newborn baby, you knew that somehow something changed inside of you. And all of a sudden, you wanted God. You felt like you wanted to go to heaven right now. Like something, something started happening inside of you that you could not even control. Sometimes it even brought you to tears. I want to know, have you had that experience as a person? Praise the Lord. I can see somebody raising their hand. Yes, I have experienced it. Some of us have not. Some of us has been activities. But I want to tell you that before you make your next decision, what food to eat, I'm going home, I'm coming to church on Tuesday or whatever, this thing, I'm telling you, is the most important thing you must do as a Christian. You must be born again. You, this experience, make sure that it's not something that somebody told you what, what, it's not somebody that just prayed over you and you went to where you thought and you just, make sure that it's something that hits you so much that it came in. Sometimes it, it brought you, you were crying. It's like something, something you've never experienced inside of you. There is this depth of joy, repentance. Repent, I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say. It's a deep experience that if you've never experienced it, probably, it's all been church activities. And a lot of times I look in churches and I see people who are active, very active, they do different things in the church. But when I look at their life and I look at their conversation and what they like and all that, I tell, I can say, uh-uh, there's something different about this person. This, I don't know if this person has experienced this thing I'm talking about. The Bible says on that day, on that day, it says few will go. 
many people who say I'm a Christian will not go. And today, what I've come to let you know, and I've come to just set in your heart, is that this is the most important thing you must deal with as a Christian. The first thing, your foundation, before you do anything in the house of God, you must be born again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Any question to this time? Is it clear? You're getting where I'm going to, right? That we need to have an experience in your heart. Jesus Christ has to come in, and you must know that he came in. Praise the Lord. Now, what born, being born again is not something I can... It, it's a gift of God. It's a gift. It's the Holy Spirit himself that gives you eternal life. That gives you that the spirit that wakes Jesus Christ that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is that spirit that comes into you, the dead man. Whether you like it or not, you are all born in sin. We can try to be holy and polish our morals, things I will do. I will obey my mommy, I will obey my daddy. We do so many good things in the good as good. My mommy thinks I'm a good person, my daddy loves me the way I am. Praise the Lord. But you can be dead and just have morals. And at the end of the day, go to where? Hell. I pray that none of you will go to hell. So what am I saying now? Being born again is a gift from God. It's something that the Holy Spirit himself will come into you and bet in you, Jesus Christ. It's, a, it's an experience that he will come. He, he's, it's not something he gives to everybody. He, if you seek, what, the Bible says nobody can come to Jesus except the Father draws that person to him to Jesus. It is something that you have to sit down and say, my God, Jesus, I want to be born again. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm active in church. I don't lie. I don't thief. All that, but I want to be born again. Praise the Lord. And when you ask, I mean, this becomes the thing that you want. This is something you want. And you ask God to say, please, Father, come into my life. I want to be born again. I want to have a day where I sit down. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say how old I am, sweet 16, but a <laughs> couple of years, I'm just going to share my own story. This is not even the key. I grew up in church, like any of you. I was active, everything, you know, church, you are a good boy and all that, lovely and all that. And then, but I grew up in a, in a house where Long story short, I lived in a place where there was so many, I grew up, let me just say, I grew up with a lot of, with a bitter spirit. Very angry, very sad, depressed, sad. like nobody knew. When you see me, I'm good, I'm active, but I had a spirit, I, I did not, I was active in church, you know, paying offense and all that. Long and short, when I was at the age of 23, 24, I was working in an office one day, I was the only one in the office that day, I know, and I, there was a church in the building, in the office where Christians go and worship. So I went there. The Bible I was reading in church that day, I liked it. It was very easy to understand. So I took that Bible back to my office and I said, let me just read the Bible. Just to, I love the stories that I was seeing. And somewhere in there, I don't know how to explain it. As I was reading it, I saw Jesus and how he loved me how Jesus loved me because I felt I had never experienced love in my whole life. Like I didn't, I didn't really know what love was. Praise the Lord. And I, I don't know how, but I saw how Jesus Christ loved me. And oh my God, oh my God, 
it was so, in, for almost a week or two, I could not eat. Like, really eat. I was, because he locked, the thing broke me down. All the, by the time I was done through that experience, when I came back home after my walk in the far place, I came back home. My mother opened the door and saw me and thought I had HIV. During that period, I felt sick. I went to the clinic. The doctors looked at me and they secretly went to do HIV tests because they thought, because I had, because this thing was so heavy. Because it took me time to, for that Holy Spirit to move all those baggages, all those feelings, resentment against father, mother, sister. I mean, deep-seated resentment. He moved everything away. And when I came back, I did not even know I was born again. I just knew that all the hatred I had and feelings I had had gone. My mother looked at me, my father looked at me, everybody was working on eggshells because they were like, it's in, this son that we know, he said, no, no, there's something that has happened. I didn't even know it was born again because nobody was coming to say be born again. Praise the Lord. When you become born again, you see, most of the things we see, people dressing anyhow, people doing all that, it will stop. <laughs> These days we focus on dress well. I have to come and tell you to dress well. I have to tell you to cover yourself and all that. When you become born again, if you are genuinely born again, the Holy Spirit, before you know, you will clean up. He will clean you up, not only on the inside and on the outside. And he will give you a hope that you are born again. Praise the Lord. Now, quickly, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus says, how can this thing be? I know I want to make heaven. I, I, know, I know I'm active and all that, but I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Praise the Lord. I want to go to heaven. I don't know how this thing is going to end. I don't really know much of the Bible and everything, but one thing I do know is that I must make heaven. Now, look at the experience that the Holy Spirit does when, he, when he's trying to get you born again. I want you to look at your life. I'm sharing tips for you, first of all, for you to look at your life and say, have I experienced this thing at any time? The first thing the Holy Spirit comes to do when he wants you to be born again is to convict you of sin. Praise the Lord. There are things you might be doing that you think I'm just okay, whatever, nobody can tell me whatever, my mother is okay with me, my father does not judge me, I'm fine with it. But the Holy Spirit will come in and the first thing he will do, he will convict you of sin. He will let you know how bad sin really is. He will let you know that sin is not something that God understands. God does not understand sin. God does not understand rebellion. He is the same yesterday, today, forever. He never changes. The hymn he sang, Great is Thy Faithfulness, that happens to be my best hymn. When he sang it, I was like, there's no way this, they will sing that hymn today. That is, something has to be happening because that hymn is my best hymn. Great is thy faithfulness. Thou, thou changest not. God will never change for any youth, anything. When, he says, when God says yes, it's yes. When God says no, it's no. There's no shadow of variableness, meaning there's not, he doesn't understand. He doesn't tilt to say you are just a child that will understand. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to say. He is definite. He's straight like this when it comes to the word, to his word. When he says live a holy life, he's as point, he's straight. There's no, he doesn't understand. Praise the Lord. He doesn't compromise. He's not like man where we understand and you see your child dressing in a way you feel like, ah, one day the child will meet God. No, that is not how God is. He's not a Father Christmas. He's not sweet, that granddaddy, that one. No, God is straight. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit comes and he lets you know how serious sin is. 
how serious a life of sin really is. You never, you don't, you hear sin is bad, sin is good, you try to avoid it. This one, he will make you know how, what sin, how serious sin is. And when he shows you how serious it is in the sight of God, you will tremble. Bible says the Philippian jailer, when he saw what happened, Bible says he fell on his knees and he shouted, how can I be saved? He will bring you to that place of desperation where you know, ah, I need God. This, oh, this thing is becoming too heavy. Take it off me. Praise the Lord. And the next thing he will do after making you see what sin really is, is to show you Jesus Christ. And he will show you that how Jesus Christ loves you. Praise the Lord. He will show you that how Je he will show you that Jesus Christ came to earth and he died for your sin. He died for each and every one of you as you are here, you're doing you will show he will show you how Jesus Christ came and he stood on that cross for six hours how he died. He died a death that was the most horrible thing. If you've ever known suffering, you have not seen anything compared to what Jesus Christ died, did on that cross. The Bible says he suffered so much that his appearance, he says it did not look like man. Meaning, because he took on him the consequence of sin. This, this sin that we play around with and we try, we, on your phone you are chatting with somebody with a boy that is not your husband, a girl. You know the secret, just little, little things. Hey, Jesus Christ took it on the cross. Six hours, he died a terrible death. I'm not here, the Bible says, Paul says, I have desired not to know anything among you but Christ and him being crucified and the cross. And today I'm just coming to teach you Christ. Not stories now about hope, peace, joy, and all that. Just Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to this earth and he died for you. He, he, this thing I'm telling you is not a joking matter. If there was a different way, for, if, if, if your sin was small like that, was so small and in, inconsequential, just little, little here, he wouldn't have had to die. Oh, but that little thing you consider sin, is so, it's some, it will drive one to hell. Jesus Christ came. He stayed on that cross for how many years? For six hours. He suffered a suffering that the passion of the Christ is nothing compared to it. He was flogged for you, for this thing you are doing that you think is just normal. And he was flogged that his skin came out of his body. You, the flogging, where they were flogging, was just flogging like a cane. The ones that we, when it lashes on you with six stripes and they pull it off, oh, it was terrible. What Jesus Christ went for your sin was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I cannot begin to explain it today, but Jesus Christ died for you. And he did it not because he had nothing to do in heaven. He did it because he loves you. Each of you, as you sit down here, Jesus Christ loves you. You might not know it, but he loves, there's somebody out there whose name is Jesus. Who is looking at you every day and is telling you, I love you more than your father, more than the way your father, you think my daddy is the best person in the world, my mommy. Their love is nothing compared to the life of to the love of Jesus Christ. And how can I prove that? Do you think in your mind, with the love and everything you have for your father and your mother, if they see you in hell, do you, okay, let's assume it's the other way. If you see your father in hell, do you think you will tell heaven, no, I'm going to hell? 
for eternity. Not, not for one thousand. Do you think you would tell your dad, you would tell daddy, I love you so much, let me go to hell. Mm -mm. And I will tell you, in case you don't know, your father will not for one second step into hell. People will tell each other, goodbye, son. Good. It's a this thing I'm saying, I hope, I hope it's ringing in your heart that this is, you must know Jesus because he's the only one that went to hell to save you out of it. And if you live your life and you end up in hell, it's a terrible thing. Praise the Lord. He will convict you of sin. He will show you how much he loves you. And when, he's, when the Holy Spirit reveals that to you, something will change. All of a sudden, the love now that the only love you have, for the, maybe for most of us, is the love of daddy, mommy, church, and activities, it will change. Your love will now go past that level where it's not, your life is not just to please, it's not to please daddy and mommy and to make them happy. It will go to a greater level to please Jesus. Jesus will become the singular, the thing, the highest of your affections will go past mommy and daddy. It means that it is not because, it's not what mommy, if, that, if mommy and daddy do not come to church during the weekday to worship, I can, if I know the road and I can go, I will enter the train and I will come to church and come and meet Jesus. Praise the Lord. It means, it means that when people have money and everybody is buying food, and mom, daddy gave me money, he didn't tell you, he didn't tell me to go and buy trucks to lay treasures in heaven. But when he gives me $100, I will take $20 to go and buy trucks on my own so that I can go to, I can go and preach the word of God. Praise the Lord. It, it will stop me, it will, it will change the way I live. Now, when you see the love of Jesus and it shines upon you, the next thing the Holy Spirit will cause you to do is to repent. You will repent. You cannot, come, you cannot be born again and not repent. Repentance is what? Forsaking the old ways. You see the things that used to interest me, the way I used to dress, you know. I'm, he, he, I will just, he will just lay it so much that all those things, I don't want it anymore. He will bring you to your knees and you will start saying, God, help me, forgive me, forgive me, help, take it, I want to be new. Oh, you will repent. He, things that you never saw, nobody even told you it was wrong, you will begin to leave them, leave them. Praise the Lord. The next thing, you will begin to confess them. God, so, sorry, oh, my dressing has been bad. I know I've been copying my mother. I've been, my mommy, I've been copying my father. I've been doing the, They told me this was okay. But God, now I see how you love me. Oh, I want to change. And your father and your mother can be dressing one way and the way they want to dress, but you will be different. Praise the Lord. He will, this is you and God. And by the time he, you finish that whole confession, there is something in you that will feel like God has forgiven me. It's a confirmation in your spirit. There's something in your spirit that will make you know that I've been... I've been forgiving. And the next thing the Holy Spirit will do, because God during that process, Jesus Christ does not come into a filthy house to come and be living with filth. He will clear it out, and then he will now come in. And when he comes in, Paul said I am dead, but Christ lives through me. Jesus, he, that old man, he will kill it. Those things that I used to like, you used to like to watch small video on the, on the phone, and you know those, you know, you will know what we do. Those things, you will hate it by nature. It's not, it's not I'm trying now to be holy. You want to see it, it irritates you. You hate it. Praise the Lord. And then Jesus Christ will come in into your life. And when he comes in and you come out of that place, you will know. I'm telling you, you will know that Jesus Christ has come into your life. And from that moment, you will, the Holy Spirit will begin to help you. The Bible calls it the sanctifying work. He will begin to separate you from things. 
He will begin to hold you. You will just know that there's something over your life that is leading you different from what you were yesterday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to bring this down to this barest level. And what I'm doing now is for you to first of all just, have, have you experienced this thing in your life? Or are you still, is it video games, happy, come Have you experienced this thing in your life? Because if, if you are not born again, once again, I'm telling you, you will not enter heaven. You will not. And the, the greatest thing you can do in your life is to make sure that you are, you to make sure in your heart that you are going to heaven. You see, as I come here like this, the Bible says the sower went forth and it, it was spreading seed. As I come here like this and I'm saying this word, I'm spreading seed. I don't even know who is hearing this and his heart is being convicted and saying, ah, this, this thing is serious. Is this, this, have I you, you know what I'm trying to say? Some other person here, as I'm talking, they are thinking of something else. Some other person here, as I'm talking, they might be, their energy, their heart might be so boss. But between here, today, and before they get to that door, everything has gone away because the beds of the hair have come to steal that word. And they will just go out of there and it is gone. And if Jesus Christ comes, you are left behind. That's why if, when we hear this thing, ask yourself, am I, this thing this brother is talking, did I experience it any time? Where my mother, I came back home that day and my mother told me, ah, this person, what, something has changed. Uh, are you, is everything okay? What happened? Uh, you're no longer cursing. You're no longer angry again. Because those things, God, Bible says, he, the, powers of, the power of sin. Sin, when you sin, you think it's little. Sin has power. Sin, when you sin, sin holds people captive. Meaning, you, he, he makes sure that you cannot get out. A little pornography, by the time you watch it a little, you think you are in control. Oh, sin will hold you captive. And one thing you should know is that there's nothing that your flesh enjoys that it forgets. Even when you become a Christian and you've been feeding your mind with nasty and talking with people that are nasty and all that, when you finally become a Christian, everything is new. You come in to become a faith, into faith. Those, the devil, those things that you fed your mind with, he will be, continue to bring it back. And then that's where the battle starts. Praise the Lord. So bottom line now is, have you experienced this? And I didn't come to ask, are you a worker? Are you known in the church? Are you whatever and all that? No, I'm asking, are you born again? If you are not born again, if you are not born again, what you have to do to experience this thing is to say, is to pray and to say, God, help me. I don't know much about this thing. He has explained it. I don't think I've experienced this in my life. I don't, I don't even know if this thing, but I want to be born again. I want to know for sure that I am your child. Because daddy, if I'm your child, everything I do, the second, the time I used to come here and to sit down, oh God, if I'm not your child, I'm not, not what my mommy has been telling me and they pray for me. No, no, if I am not born again, oh God, I'm finished. And so what I want to bring to you tonight, to this morning is for you to sit down in your heart, if you don't think God has come in, if you know you've been trying just to live a holy life and all that, I want you to sit down and say, Jesus, please come into my life. There's been prayers that have gone ahead for this meeting, fastings that have gone ahead for this day, for this time, that praying that as you ask God 
to say, God, I want to be born again, that Jesus Christ will come into your heart. I mean, he will come in in such a way that you will fall on the ground, weeping. You will have, it's an experience, I am, this is how old I am today. What this experience, I can't count how many years. I was, I've forgotten so many things that happened in my life then. I don't even remember any friend I had then. But this, you see this event, I can tell you the story. If I'm 90 years old, God keeps my brain. I can tell you that, that day. It, it's, a, it's a day, it's, it's not, it's never, I've just been in church, or I'm active, and all that. It's, you will, it's a day, you will know, you know it is that day. My mother wasn't the one that pointed it for me and said that was the day. I, I no, I know that that day, I don't know any, many things, but I remember that day that that thing happened. I had this thing I'm telling you about today. And because of that thing today, the way I serve God, personally for me, is full of zeal because he loves me. He has revealed, I've seen so much about him in the Bible that when I'm doing this, I can't just do it like anybody else. It is rich. I'm only, I, I don't, I cannot, I don't know how to talk and just talk like, you know, like normal peace. For me, if it's, if it's not passionate, if it's not zeal, if I'm coming to church and I'm coming to church late, you know, when you're strolling to church and when you come in, you look like this, you just walk away. It means something has not happened inside of you most, for the most part. I tell you, when Jesus comes into you, oh, oh, like a newborn babe, you, 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 you wake up, you, church, you are coming to church, you are running. One minute late is burning you. When you come into church, you don't want to talk. It is Jesus. Like, I don't know how to explain. It will, wake, it will make you read your Bible. When you are born again, the reason why some of us cannot pray, why, if I ask, how many of you can pray for one hour straight on your own? Okay, this whole week, does any of you pray for one hour straight on your own? Just on your own, one hour. Only you came out and you were praying and you had to tell yourself, stop, otherwise I won't sleep this night. How many of you took your Bible and read it for two hours straight? Not, not because they said it, but you just took the Bible and you were reading it and you felt you could finish. Every time you're in the office, you are out there in school, anytime, every small chance you get, you are putting on your, you just want to hear God. God. There's nothing that can satisfy you because the new person inside of you is like a baby that needs to be fed. A baby not, will not stop crying until you what? Feed it. That baby inside of you will cry for God's word that is food, you cannot stop. Nobody will tell you to. The reason why people don't read the word of God is because they don't have anything inside of them that is even alive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's nothing inside of them that is alive that is drawing them. So that's why they don't read. But if you have a baby inside of you, oh, it will cry for this thing. You will love it. You will, you will sit down and open the Bible and you will just be reading. Every time, it will be, and it's not something you force. It, you will love it. It's like you're feeding your own baby. Praise the Lord. So I'm asking again. Sorry that this message is not so much, it's not really the one that excites and, you know, interesting. This one is, I see a lot of things. Jesus Christ is coming. You might not believe it. You might be as kids, you know, just living for a day. But I came to, I want to send a notice on your heart to put a mark. You know how in those days, when they come, they stick something to the door of people's house as announcement. I'm coming today by the grace of God to each and every one of your hearts to put a notice. In case you don't know, Jesus Christ is about to come. Jesus Christ is coming. Whatever you want to do for God, 
Whatever thing you are saying when I'm old, when I get to this level, I will do it for God. Whatever lifestyle you want to change, whatever thing you want to change for God, make sure that you are doing This is, I'm sounding it now in your ears that Christ is coming. Whatever you want to, you are planning to do for God, do it now. Whatever being born again, you are thinking when I'm old, I understand, it's no longer that far again. Jesus Christ is coming. You cannot say you don't know anymore. It means now that you know you are accountable. It means now that you know, give your life to Christ and do everything that God has laid in your heart to do for him. Do it fast. Do it now. Praise the Lord. Do, make sure that this is the thing that is drawing you because what somebody told you, Jesus Christ is coming. He placed a notice on the door of your heart that the King of Kings, the lover of your soul is coming. Praise the Lord. So I want us to pray. And what I want you to pray today, please, some of us, when we pray, we look at our eyes, God, no, 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 I plead with you. I'm pleading with you. You might not see me here again. I hope I come. There are a lot of things we would like to talk about. But today, close your eyes and speak in understanding. Not, don't, don't look for a big language to speak. Just say, Jesus, please come into my heart. Please, Jesus, I want to be born again. I don't understand this thing, but I'm begging you. I'm, I don't know how, whether this is asking or pleading or what, but I am begging, I'm begging you. Oh God, please, please, please this morning, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart, Jesus. No, I, no, this is not my mommy or my daddy. Please, Jesus, come into my heart. I plead with you, Jesus. I'm begging you. I don't know how far. I don't know any. I don't. I don't know tomorrow. I know I'm a child. But please, oh God, please, please, let it be that in heaven on this day, on this Sunday, I asked you, Jesus, please, I want to be born again. If any man comes to me, I will not cast him out. I will not tell you no. I don't want you get away. He says, if you if you will just come, please, I encourage you, ask God, speak from your heart. Let it be something that you want. And say, Jesus, please. You told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he will not see Jesus. Except a man be born again, except a teenager be born again, he will not enter heaven. Oh God, I'm in your church. This is your house of prayer. This is where men come and to talk to you and you answer them. Jesus, please, I want to be born again. Let me have this experience this brother is talking about. He's talking about it. He's telling me his own. It sounds good, but I want, give me a day that I will know that this was the day that something happened to me. Jesus, I'm praying. Oh God, we are praying, oh God. We are calling on you because without you, Father, we cannot do anything. No man on his own can sit down and make himself born again. Father, Lord, I'm coming. We are coming as a people, one after the other. With our hearts, we are pleading, Jesus, please, we want to be born again. We want Jesus to come into our lives and give us a confirmation, give us a specific experience. Let this be the day that 70 years from now, I will say that it was that day that brother came that he explained being born again. And I remember I was just praying like this and I felt something come inside of me that changed me. Please, Jesus, at the end of my life, at the end of my life, at the end of everything, oh God, please, 
When you come and you say, my come up here, come up my children, let me be in that number. Father, I know this morning you are in our midst. I know you are walking around here. Do not pass me by, my God. I'm desperate for this thing. No, I'm not here today. I'm, I'm actually desperate for this thing. I want to know a day, definite, that me and you had a counter that I said, today I met Jesus Christ and he showed me who he was. Please, I'm begging you, ask God. Speak to him in understanding. Tell him how you want it. Tell, just express yourself. Tell him this thing is serious to you. Don't be tired. Oh, many, many, many that day we say, God, I thought I worked for you. Many will not be in that number. Many will be in the great tribulation. Jesus, we've heard that you are coming. Help me, help me. My mother cannot, help me. Help me, Jesus. We invite you, O oh God. Father, Lord, even as these ones have prayed, even as they are asking, even as you have made your word to come to them, Father, Lord, I'm asking Jesus Christ, the same way, O oh God, that you turned Saul into Paul, you just showed him favor among men, among people who were even working with him. They heard the voice, they did not see anything. But you just showed Saul from your own mercy. Father, O oh God, I'm asking, O oh God, this morning, we have not come here to teach any wisdom of man or anything that interests man. We have come to teach Jesus and the cross. Oh, Father in heaven, please, I'm praying that for every life here, Jesus, every life here that have opened their mouth to say, Jesus, come into my life. I pray, Father Lord, that you will have mercy upon them. And Father Lord, you will come into their lives. And each and every one of these ones will have a divine encounter with you where they say, oh, on this day, I was born again. Father Lord, we are asking in faith. We are asking in hope. I pray, Father Lord, that none of these ones, any child, and none of, nobody here, Jesus, will be lost. None of them will somehow mistake, forget this thing that they have heard. But Father Lord, if it's at night, if it's now, whenever, oh God, at the right time, draw them to Jesus and let them know without any doubt that they are born again, that they are the children of God, and that if Christ comes, even when they are asleep, they know where sure they are going. Father, start a new journey in their life. I thank you, Father, in heaven, because I know you answered prayers. I know you did it for me. I was nothing. I was the worst of the worst. I sinned. I lied. I had my own petty sins, disobedience, rebellion. There was nothing I did not do. I was the worst of sinners. But somehow you just picked me among every, all my friends. You chose me and said, son, I will call you into the kingdom. If you did it for me, oh God, I know you can do it for these ones. Please, Father, any one of them that, does, that is not born again, you know them. You know their state. Jesus, in the way that only you can do it, please, Father, take their heart and bring them to the truth. And let this life, so Lord, let them be a light to their generation. Let them be in the church. Let people see them and know, know these are of a different sort. Let people just know that this one is not like us. This one has met God. That when people, tomorrow, when people say, are you born again? They can raise up their hand and say, yes. When did you become born again? On that day. Father, do it in your own way. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for what I know that you will do. You have never failed me. You have all my prayers, O oh Lord, you have answered. I pray, O oh God, that today will not be different. I pray that you will have your way in their lives. And at the end of the day, Lord Jesus, let you alone be glorified. And let their names, O oh God, be written in the Lamb's Book of Life.
Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father in heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Grace Life Team. For more information about our youth ministry or for counseling or prayers, please contact the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Grace Chapel in New Westminster, BC, Canada. Online at www.rccgbc.org or on phone at 604-526-7732. God bless you.